Welcome to Film Green, the official podcast of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office. We preview film productions and events in our region and speak with creative entrepreneurs as Erie carves out its part in the wider industry landscape. I'm Erica Berlin, the president of the Film Society of Northwestern PA. And I'm John Lyons, the executive director of the Film Society, filmmaker, and teaching artist. This week, Film Grain Dinner and a Movie at the Bourbon Barrel presents our final film event of 2019. I'm very excited about Moonstruck. And we'll preview our January and February program, and we'll take a look back at 2019, see how that went. And a look to the future. That's right. <laughs> 2020, it's here. But first, we have some really cool Film Green news. We just crossed 2,000 plays since our first episode on March 11th. So, yay. Yay, yay. us. <laughs> yay, Britain. Yay, us. Thank yay, you, Britain. Beehive. <laughs> Thank you, Beehive. So, and actually, we would really love your feedback on this podcast. So, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please subscribe and rate us and send your thoughts to info at filmsocietynwpa.org. So Film Grain Dinner and the Movies, our Wednesday night film series. Our events take place at the Bourbon Barrel, 1213 State Street, downtown Erie, Pennsylvania. Our series features a big screen, couch and table seating options, great company, and an upgraded sound system that's getting better and better every week. Well, I'll tell you what else is upgraded. Those little candles at the tables. Oh, yeah, they're LEDs. They're like LED, red LEDs. They're red ones now. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hot. Hot. <laughs> uh, dinner's buffet style and included with your admission. We've got vegetarian options every week and gluten-free on request. Plus, as Erica mentioned, table service all night long with your little light. <laughs> Reserve your seats when you order online at filmsocietynwpa.org. So, Erica, um, last year you picked Moulin Rouge, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I have never seen Moonlight. Struck. Moon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Moonlight is fantastic. I have a poster a of it too? in my office. Oh. Yes. It won What's best Moonlight? best picture. That's the one that wasn't La La Land. That yeah. Was best picture that year. Yeah. Like Good stuff. Oh, that where the big they said actually it's moonlight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a big yeah. embarrassing situation. <laughs> but they didn't say Moonstruck. No. But we're showing Moonstruck. But we are showing Moonstruck, yes. Tell us all about Moonstruck. Okay, so Moonstruck is one of my favorites. It's a romantic comedy, but it has that great kind of late 80s romantic comedy on the verge of the 90s where Ooh. it wasn't like, it was a little bit more real, you know, than uh, kind of the um, flowers and smiles and kisses and walks and sunshine kind of romantic <laughs> comedies. Yes. <laughs> um so Cher is in this movie. Um, she won an Oscar for her performance. She oh, actually wow. didn't even want to do it, and she thought it was going to be a complete dud. And then she went and wow. won that Oscar. Well, good thing she did. Good thing she did. So um, she plays like an accountant, and uh, she's engaged to this Italian guy. She comes from. It's a very Italian movie, so she comes from a very Italian family, and she's going to marry this Italian guy who finds out his mother is dying, so he leaves. And Who plays like, this guy? Who plays this Italian guy? Nick, I am so close. I think Britain's going to pull up IMDb so we can look at the... Oh, uh, not Nick Cage? I'm getting there. Oh, he's I'm not the guy. I'm getting there. We're not even he's there not the yet. Guy. Oh, okay. I'm just setting up the premise wow. for how things kick off. Okay. okay? Gotcha. 
Um, so the 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 fiance has to go to Italy. Okay. To see the dying mother. His mother is dying back in Italy, and he has to go visit her. And he leaves Loretta, Cher, his wife behind it. But he says, you should go talk to my younger brother and invite him to the wedding. We've been estranged for a long time, but he needs to be at our wedding, and you need to go invite him. She's like, okay. And we go from there. <laughs> I see. Okay, sorry I jumped in with the Nick Cage. That's okay. It's like jumping in with Moonlight. Do we know who the... Yeah. Beyonce is. Danny Aiello. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. so it's a great cast. So you have Danny Aiello as the older brother. Olympia Dukakis oh, all right. is the mom, and she's incredible. Um, okay, so then we have Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And he he's entertaining in the movie. You know, it's like really early Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, he's over, he feels over the top, a little over the top. Well, when you meet him, he's a bit over the top. He's yeah. a he's a passionate romantic. Okay. Okay. He's he falls madly in love with Cher. Yes. And uh, she's with reluctant, Loretta. Of course. Yeah. Yes. She's quite reluctant because engaged. she's engaged to his brother. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, like something kind of clicks with her. It w- awakens something in her that you yeah, know a passion. It a passion. Like. So, some of the the favorite moments from um from the movie like I just love the um they go to the opera and it's just you know opera in general is a very like soulful passionate loud mm-hmm. um romantic yeah. you know form and um so they go to the opera and then he does this wonderful speech for her in the snow oh, but wow. it sounds cheesy but it's not okay he really woos her he really does woo her, but we she both come... got great big hair. There's a lot of big hair in this movie. Um, yeah, Cher looks gorgeous, and she does a little transformation when she first starts the movie. She's kind of like a buttoned up, got some little grays around her face, wears her hair in a low bun in the back. She's a little accountant. <laughs> By the end, she is Cher as we all know her. Okay. She has enormous hair. She has bright red lips. Wow. All right. People love this movie. Obviously, it's it's I, since you announced it, it's been um, you know ticket sales are great. Yeah. So get your tickets now. Yeah. Um, it's not that often that I've seen movies that John hasn't. <laughs> so. <laughs> Have so, you seen Moonstruck Britain? Yeah. Okay. I love Cher though. So. Yeah. Well, Cher's incredible, um, and she's great in this movie, and it has some wonderful, charming moments too. You know, like. The, the neighborhood Italian crew, you know, yeah. but these like elderly people who are like, oh, you know, Loretta, you're you're so young and sweet. You know, she's like, I'm not that young. She's like, <laughs> I got gray hairs, you know. No, it's very sweet. I don't know how much else. Oh, that's, that was a great preview. I'm, I'm I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I just went on and on and didn't really tell you much. I think it was fantastic. Okay. Was it okay, Britton? Yeah, I think people should come out, especially if they believe in life after love. Oh, Britain! <laughs> I love it. I, well, that's a perfect way to transition. So pre-sales are available through our website, filmsocietynwpa.org. Erica will be doing the intro. It's her night. Come out for our last movie of 2019, our grand finale, Moonstruck. Moonstruck. 
I believe we showed Moonlight though when we were oh, at. Yeah. yeah, we showed that before yeah, yeah. at the art museum. Yes. Yes. So we have some new things in 2020. Um, now dessert is going to be part of the dinner every week, which is awesome. Um, Darla, who is the chef at um, Bourbon Barrel, uh, she does a great job. And I, as you know, love the sweets. Yes. And these brownies that she makes <laughs> are amazing. I've had one of these brownies. They are amazing. <laughs> So I can't wait to see her um, edition of dessert every week. Um, we're doing films every Wednesday now. We're not mm -hmm. taking a Wednesday off, except we will for holidays, like New Year's. Yep. Um, so that's exciting. Let's look at our programming. How about that? All right. Let's so take a look. January and February, we've got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is our first. Well, and that... Um my husband Mike and I went to see when we were in Montreal, so we watched it with like French subtitles and luckily didn't get in the way too much. But I find that whenever I am watching a movie with subtitles, I'm always staring at the subtitles, <laughs> even if they're not even in English. <laughs> reading that. But I love that movie. Yeah. Um, I love Leonardo DiCaprio in yeah. general, but I loved him in this movie. Yeah. I think it's one of his most interesting. Mm -hmm. And he's so cute. And he's such a, his, he has such a, um, you know, he's so, his such low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And you don't see that a whole right. lot, you know, thinking of his yeah. last few movies, like Wolf of Wall Street is like the exact opposite. For sure. Um, he really plays with um, those expectations, I think, in people's uh, careers mm -hmm. to that point mm -hmm. in their images. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, um, well, so this is January 8th, which is our first, our first night. It's got Brad Pitt, of course, too. Of course. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, kind of like a uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, like when they had Redford oh. and... Uh, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. when they put those two, two together. Yeah, Paul Newman. It kind of mm -hmm. feels like some, some casting like that, but then, um, yeah, kind of playing against maybe expectations of what you'd expect their mm -hmm. characters to be. Mm -hmm. And Margot Robbie, even though she has a really small role, right. her presence is, Sharon Tate's yeah. presence is felt yes. throughout she, the whole she's thing. A, she's a sparkling yes. personality, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then our second film, which actually has sold the most and the quickest, is Hustlers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see this one. Yeah. I've, I've got, seen it. You've seen it? I've seen it. Good, yeah, it's good. a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, J-Lo yeah. is in it. I think she got nominated for a Golden Globe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe even a SAG. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a, um, a cool spin on a revenge tale, and it's um, timely because, you know, it's a true story based on a true story. And, you know, they're going after these rich, prick Wall Street people. The wolves of Wall Street. Yeah. They yeah. come in, throw money around, mm -hmm. treat people like shit. Yeah. And uh, so they kind of get them back in a big way. Good. Yeah. I so, mean, that happens 
anywhere in yeah. any time bench pricks yeah. throwing money around and treating right. people like but crap. But they don't always get their their. They don't always due. get their comeuppance. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then a film that you've seen, which mm-hmm. I have not seen, Yesterday yes. is our third mm-hmm. film. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Yesterday? Well, Yesterday, first of all, it's I find it to be like, I, it's a family friendly movie I would say Great. you know so I bring bring the kids if you're a Beatles fan I think it touches you a very special way because it's like how did the Beatles influence people how has it touched everyone's lives that you know followed them and grew up with them and yeah. um, and how good the music really is <laughs> I mean yeah. those kids these days make sure you're listening to the Beatles they've got a decade of stuff that starts from, you know, the old, old kind of little late 50s band. Um, yeah. I don't know, what's the word? Like pop, like the like the beginning of pop rock, really. And then they transition out into the 70s. Yeah. And they never burnt out, no. which is one of the things I think that is that happens with other bands. Like you can go see Three Dog Night at <laughs> the Warner Theater. <laughs> It's coming up. I just heard it. Oh. Yeah. It's, okay. I thought you were just throwing that I out. I just, no, it just popped into my mind because I heard a, a commercial for it. It's like one of the biggest bands of all time. And it's like, really? Three Dog Night? <laughs> and they've been around since the 70s, but they're still touring. Okay. But like, I think the Beatles just kind of hold this little decade in their hands. So yeah, they never had sure. to burn out in people's eyes. No. You know, they didn't have. So anyway, the yesterday. The is what? that. They don't exist, or they're erased from history. Yeah, so How's the, so, so it's a it's about a, a young well he's he's kind of a, a struggling uh, singer songwriter. He plays the guitar. Um, he doesn't really do very well. He has one song that he wrote that doesn't really pick up, doesn't really get any traction, and he's feeling pretty down about himself. Sure. And one night he's riding his bike and there's an accident and all the lights in the world go out and he smacks his head on the ground. And, um, and when he wakes up, there's no, there's no Beatles wow. left in the world. And, uh, and it's a very sweet moment because for his birthday, his friends get him a guitar because his gu- guitar got smashed up in this accident. And so he starts playing yesterday <laughs> and they're all like staring at him with these faces of just like, when did you write that song? That's the best song ever. And he's right, like, guys, awesome this is the so yeah. um, so it's really charming. It has am- amazing music in it. Um, there's a very sweet little love story that goes on, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to give it away. But if you've ever seen like the PS 183, I think that's what it is. The 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 public school where they do like pop songs and they sing. Like he, the, 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 con, the conductor, the music guy, yeah. he's so inspirational to these kids, but he's like, we're going to do, you know, rap songs or whatever. So the kids get excited about what they're singing and they do like yesterday and they do, um, you know, um, I don't know. One of the ones that I really like is like Viva La Vida. <laughs> they do some Coldplay. Uh-huh. They've been, he's been doing this for like 10 years. And it might be something that happens okay. in this movie where you have kids singing the Beatles, and it's oh, amazing. Nice. It's just so it's char- charming. Is just really yeah. the word. Lily um, James is in it. She's great, and it's directed by Danny Boyle, which is awesome. He's yes, a fantastic director. Danny Boyle, um, Train Spotting. Yeah, Slumdog Millionaire, Twenty Eight Days Later, One Hundred Twenty Seven Hours. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yep. So, Great. yep. With cool. with him uh, behind behind the camera there, I think he does an amazing job. Well, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to see it. And it's very quaintly British as well. Good. And then um, our last film of January is Ad Astra, which I know mm-hmm. both of us mm-hmm. have seen. Yeah. Um, what, which and thoughts do we want? It's n- another Brad Pitt. It's another Brad Pitt. Um, this one's a little deeper, little more psychological. Mm-hmm. Um, father and son. Father-son relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we want to say? It's kind of a, well, I mean... I think I went into it expecting more of like a deep like sci-fi yeah. experience. Well, the but, trailers really try and play up that it's like an action movie, but right. it's not. So there's a couple action scenes. Yeah, there's like one really there's scary some, scene. Yeah, there's some cool, really cool scenes. Yeah, um, but it really is about. It's kind of this deep contemplative like. Yeah. I haven't seen my father for a long time. Yeah. Kind of living in the shadow right. of his father. Yes. Who's this legend in, the, in NASA. Right. And and they choose him for this mission. They choose Brad Pitt for this mission because he never, like his pulse never oh, goes right. over That's a right. certain, and yeah. he's so calm. And steady he, as a rock. Steady as a rock. And nothing frightens him. Yeah. Nothing scares, you know. He doesn't. this mission, he's going like. To Neptune. Yeah, to Neptune. <laughs> And he has to do some crazy stuff to yeah, save the world. To save the world, he has yeah. to do a lot of really interesting things. Now, probably my favorite part is kind of near the end of the movie, just when you see the feats of performing in space. Mm. Like, not Brad Pitt performing in space, right. but, like, what it would be like for yeah. a human to be out in space. Yeah. And you are out there by yourself. Like, you're out there. It, it's so vastly terrifying yeah when you think i'm a i'm in neptune i'm like a single person yeah. i'm floating around you're the most uh isolated you're the you most can ever be right and you can die like that <laughs> yeah you're just in your head oh my it's gosh. just you and your thoughts yep yeah so <laughs> it's, just so it's by james gray which is a director i really like and highly recommend um you can see the lost city of z which was his previous film on amazon um the immigrant um what else has he done two lovers the yards we own the night he's done a, a few films when joaquin phoenix was kind of starting his mm-hmm, career mm-hmm. um Highly recommend you check out his movies. Well, and to see Ad Astra on the big screen with right. big sound, yeah. I think is the it's way to do be, it. Yeah, be cool, cool as hell. Mm-hmm. All right, then we're into February. Our first one is Joker. Did you see Joker? You haven't seen Joker. <laughs> All right, so Joker, you know, has um, received some very mixed, I think, mm-hmm. reaction, mm-hmm. but it's made a ton of. A ton of cash mm-hmm. at the box office. Speaking of Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. um, he plays who ultimately becomes Joker. Um, but the interesting thing with this is, um, for me, what really I liked about the film was what I believe it's saying about our forgotten citizens in society and men- mental illness. Um, so we are going to have Nami of Erie County uh, have a panel discussion after the film, which I'm excited for. So, mm-hmm. uh, Joker is also selling well. Um, 
So come out and we'll have a have a discussion about maybe mm -hmm. uh, what the film is saying beyond mm -hmm. this iconic comic book character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the, the format that we're adding a panel. I mean, we used to do panels a lot. Yes. In a different format before we moved to the bourbon barrel. But um, I like doing the panel. For sure. Because then, you know, stay a little longer, guys. Yeah. Have another drink. Yeah. Enjoy this panel. That's right. Judy is our next one. Have you seen Judy? I haven't. We both have missed Judy, which is surprising. I know. I, I'm surprised that I haven't seen it myself. Yeah. Um, Renee Zellweger. Yes. Judy Garland. She plays Judy Garland. Later in her career. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, during some during her hardship. Yeah. Maybe starting to hit that decline. Yeah. Yeah. One of these Hollywood stories that, uh, you know, yeah. unfortunately we've heard a lot where <clears throat> you have an actor or an actress that becomes famous mm -hmm. um, and gets into the, the gears of the studio system. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And then gets into the drugs yeah. of the Hollywood system as well to yeah. cope probably mm -hmm. with all of the... The, um, the pressure and the <clears throat> spotlights. Yep. And, yep. Yeah, so, um, and Renee Zellweger uh, has received good reviews for her portrayal. Mm -hmm. The film um, did well at the theater, and yeah, I'm interested to, yeah. to see it. I want to see all the musical fans come out for this one. Yeah. Right? I, myself, am a huge musical fan. As John said, he allowed me to... <laughs> program Moulin Rouge. I love Moulin Rouge. It's a great one. But um, definitely come, you know, if you're a Judy Garland fan, if you're a musical fan, um, you know, it's always it's always charming. I keep using that word today. Charming. Um, to see even Judy Garland was so, you know, amazing in her peak and, you know, she yeah. continued to be. I did want to maybe program in December, um, Meet Me in St. Louis, oh, right. which is a wonderful little Judy yeah. Garland film. Um, if you didn't know, the song Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas comes from that movie. So if you're this holiday season, check yes. it out. It's the 50th anniversary, right? Isn't it? Um, something like that? Yeah, it was something like that. But 70? 70th? <laughs> 70th. <laughs> well, 50 years ago is 1970. Yeah, yeah, so it's probably 70, no, 60. 70 years ago. I don't know. Right? Britain, you're in college. 70. What's the math? It's 2028. <clears throat> it will be 70 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Then we have, we'll just move, move right ahead with our poor math skills. We'll just, we'll just forget about that. Oh. Um, then... On the 19th of February, we have Harriet, which is um, about Harriet Tubman, very important uh, icon mm -hmm. in our history. Mm -hmm. I feel like we don't see a lot of African-American heroes, so to speak, especially female. And it is a really important part of our history. I think kids still learn about it in school. They damn well better. They better. <laughs> and, you know, Harriet Tubman, she, she led slaves to... Uh, well, she snuck them out of the South and, right. and led them to freedom. I mean, we're talking about Underground Railroad here. Yeah. So um, maybe we've all heard that term, but this is what it really means. You yeah. know, she was a real brave, iconic figure in American history. And I'd like to see everybody out for this one, too. I think that we need all the history teachers. Yes, indeed. To, to tell their students, 
go check it out. Yeah. And Harry is played by Cynthia Erivo, um, who is a fantastic all-around talent. Um, what else is she in? Well, she was in a little movie that we showed at Film Grain last year called Widows. Oh. Um, which I think might have been like her first film role. But uh-huh. she's big on stage and um, mm-hmm. she's a singer, mm-hmm. actress. Mm-hmm. She's great. So, yeah. All right. So that is Harriet. Harriet. And then our last film of February is one that I know your husband, Mike, really likes. And I really like Parasite. Ah, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> but the poster looks interesting. Yeah. Um, Parasite's fantastic. It's starting to get a lot of love. Um, it's one of those crossover films that... Um, is getting nominated for a lot of awards outside of the foreign language category, which is very limiting sometimes, but we're seeing cast nominations, director nominations. Um, so this is a fun one. It's about uh, a lot of things, but um, it's about like class, uh, which is a topic that the director Bong Joon-ho um, does a lot. We we showed um, Snowpiercer at the Erie Art Museum, um, which was, you know, an action-packed way of Mm -hmm. showing class warfare. Mm -hmm. Um, This is in the same vein thematically, but played completely differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you have this family that's literally kind of living underground um, in this dumpy place, Mm -hmm. and uh, they cross paths with this very wealthy well-off family and um, start kind of uh, misrepresenting themselves as like tutors or babysitters or drivers, Mm -hmm. you know, and getting into this family and um, yeah, shit hits the fan. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, yeah, it's a really good one, Parasite. So that's our January and February programming. Mm -hmm. Um, Pre-sales as we stated before, Mm -hmm. are available through our website, Mm -hmm. filmsocietynwpa.org. Get your tickets. Yeah, I I was peeking at the program post-February. There's nothing is set, so I can't, you know, give you exact things. But but March and April look really good, too. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks. Maybe we could tease with one or two from... What do you want to tease? Well, I'll tease what came up last night. So I was having dinner with a bunch of former colleagues, and we were talking about the next time we might want to get together. And the topic of Mr. Rogers had come oh, up, yeah. and we were talking about the documentary. Mm-hmm. And we were talking Which is about fantastic. The, amazing documentary. And then we were talking about the Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. We talked about Mr. Rogers for about 15 minutes. Wow. And I said, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that we are screening that yeah. at Film Grain. Yep. I said, let's get a table and have a big you cool. know, reunion at, at the movie. And everyone got so excited. Great. So We yeah. just don't know the date yet. But yes, yes that we don't will know be the date one yet. of the... Mm-hmm. Good. That is, that is one that's coming up. <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm sure that we will get a, a lot of folks for that one, too. Yeah. So that's my one tease beyond that. Well, that's good. Oh, you want me yeah, to tease? Yeah, what's yours? Want me to tease one. I'm not going to tease any. What? John. <laughs> We're going to announce the other ones in like a month. So. And then we'll just 
unveil them all here, <coughs> all right, dear fine. listeners. All right, fine. I'm, I'm holding them close. Okay. All so right. you got one tease from me. <laughs> Thanks, Erica. You're welcome. So what about 2019? What shows and movies um, did you really love? What are some of your tops, your top experiences? Um, or do you want me to start first? Want, why don't you start and then I'll react. <laughs> do you want to do TV I... first or do you want to do film first? Um, well, I'm... I'm trying to think of what I saw this year. I, sometimes things blur sure. together, and I'll say something like, "Oh, that was 2018." Okay, it just right. feels like yesterday. So. Let's do let's do TV since um, we've been talking movies the whole time. Okay. So some of my favorite series this year, Chernobyl. Oh, that was HBO. amazing. That was terrifying. Yeah. Like I mean, horror story right. to the max. So you and I were pretty young, mm-hmm. like in when they had the the real big fear of nuclear war. Yeah. Um, then it was such a big part of the consciousness that a threat to all of humanity was this was um, was nuclear. Yeah. Uh, yeah I guess the Cold what, War. I get Cold War. <laughs> yeah, and the potential for yeah, you course. know nuclear breakdown then of course Chernobyl yeah and that's it like and just a meltdown that you cannot contain mm-hmm. and the effects the widespread effects mm-hmm. yep um I of course yeah don't remember that day from my childhood mm-hmm. but my wife Dorota mm-hmm. she um told me she was walking outside like from class mm-hmm. and saw strange bright lights in the sky and everybody going in. She didn't know what was going on, but everyone was like, get off the street, get off the street. And she walked home and then found out that, you know, the fallout. This is in Poland. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. So it was a major, major thing. So Chernobyl, uh, I thought, you know, taking something um, from the ground level and really showing it Mm -hmm. from the worker's perspective. Mm -hmm. And the people that, you know, they sent into that water with no lights and had to, had to turn off valves. And, I mean, it was just this cluster fuck mm-hmm. that was, like, Yeah. And then there was the, the higher-up people, the oh. people high up that were, you know. Cover up. That, well, they didn't believe it. Right. Which no some way. of the people involved were like, no, this is this is fine. Yeah. Everybody's going to be fine. And then yeah. finally, I think it's, it's Stellan Skarsgård yeah. plays the one who, like, He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then I can't remember what it takes to flip him right. and go, oh, yeah, this, yeah. this is a problem. Yeah. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, he finally goes <laughs> to the right side. But Jared Harris is yeah, also really great in that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. But when you watch it, I mean, the color palette and everything and how that that yeah. series Soviet was shot. Life. Soviet life. Yeah. Just desaturated. Color, yeah, desaturated, colorless gray dark yeah. green yeah yeah did you see it britain chernobyl yeah i thought it was great mm-hmm. <laughs> i really liked it um i definitely was hooked from the start i think towards the end it gets definitely less terrifying but it starts off literally like a horror series yeah. Mm-hmm. um but yeah i think the most affecting scene was when they're going through the towns to get rid of the oh, animals and the dogs. I, just, and, I can't. Oh, yeah. I cannot with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with yeah. Animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's Chernobyl. Then switching gears completely, Fleabag season oh two. Oh my gosh, yes. 
so amazing. I love that movie. That's not a movie. <laughs> show. I love that show. Well, it feels like it because it's so short. Yeah. The priest. The priest. The hot priest. <laughs> the hot priest. Yeah. Yeah, she she turned him. Yeah. <laughs> For a while, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Scott. Yes. Yes. Um, and Phoebe Waller Bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really loved the first season, mm-hmm. um, and it had such a dark twist mm-hmm. at the end. It mm-hmm. worked so well with um, their whole mechanic of breaking the fourth wall and her talking, yeah. having the conversation to this audience. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, she didn't know, she didn't want to come back for a second season because she had a complete arc. She didn't know, she didn't want to just do the same thing again, but she really found an interesting way, like with the priest noticing her talk off camera and who she's talking right, about. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and the cast is so amazing, and mm-hmm. it's just um, Now, didn't really she start... Well. As a, you know, she performed that. Like, that was a one-woman right. show, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So she was performing that, and then somebody was like, this would be a great yeah. TV show on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that um, the show's gotten mm-hmm. the love it deserves mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, you watched Unbelievable, I know, on Netflix. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, Tell us about Unbelievable. Well, if so, Unbelievable is about a. Um, it's about. Well, overarchingly, up here, it's about um, women who are sexually assaulted, and still to this day, um, you think that we've become like more woke, <laughs> and that women get right. you know the whole Me Too movement. There is still doubt. Yeah. When a woman represent when a woman says I I've been raped or I've been sexually assaulted, there's still this attitude of like, well, you really have to prove that because, mm-hmm. you know, were you drinking? Yeah. What were you wearing? Yeah. Did you did you start, you know, having an encounter with this person and then decide later on to stop? Yeah. You know, there's still this focus on women as opposed to just saying like. I've been raped, and I yeah. I believe that. And some of, there are things I can't prove to you. Like I can't prove this, and I can't prove that. But I'm not the one who tr- has to try to prove that. You have to believe me, and then you have to investigate yeah. it. So it's about. Um, and still, the point of view of like, even if people believe you, like, are you sure though you want to go through this because you're gonna ruin people's lives, right? You know, and stuff like that. Right. It's like, I know, and so, so Tony Collette. Tony Collette is amazing. She plays the main. Um, she plays the main detective. The thing that was a little, it got a little preachy um, in that y- you realize in the dialogue that, especially Tony Collette's character is throwing some stats in there. Like she's she's kind of saying, well, one in four women do X, Y, and Z, and then she'll she'll give she throws stats in in the conversations sure. around the investigations. So you kind of feel like, okay, you know, I, I got it, you yeah. know. Um, but I think it's important for anybody, women and men, to learn about that. You know, if you watch the show thinking, oh, this is just a story about a girl and yeah. who can't prove she was raped. Yeah. Um, Merritt Weaver also plays the yeah. other mm-hmm. uh, detective. Yeah. I think they're great. Like, they I would love to see a series of further mm-hmm. adventures of these two detectives. Their chemistry is so, yes. like, at first it's, yeah. you know, oil and vinegar, but mm-hmm. they really come together. Yeah. That was a good one. Highly recommended. On Netflix. Powerful one. Netflix. On Netflix. Mm-hmm. Good. 
Um, one that you may not have seen. Um, have you seen Raimi on Hulu? R-A-M-Y. It's about no. an Egyptian immigrant. Um, it's like the immigrant, ex- young immigrant experience in, um, it's like either New Jersey or New York. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, have you seen it? Okay, there's this comedian, Rami Youssef, and it's uh, a series that he leads. It's really good. I highly recommend it, Rami. Um, Barry, I know you've seen Barry. Yes, I've watched Barry. I think I just watched the first season of Barry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the second season, yeah, the first season I thought was solid. Mm-hmm. I think the second season mm-hmm. from this year yeah. turns it up a big notch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to two episodes of Game of Thrones that I thought were amazing. <laughs> oh my god, are we going to talk about Game of Thrones? The Bells in the Long Night um, I thought were uh, some of the best movies I've seen in the past couple of years for Uh-huh, so you horror. see, so so the episodes <laughs> are movies in Well, because they're like two hours long, so, right. you know. Mm-hmm. I think they're on par with um, anything Hollywood can throw money at from yeah. an action-adventure standpoint. So for anyone who can't remember which episodes those are, yeah. um, talk about that a little bit. So The Longest Night is the night when, you know, you've had the, uh, what are the undead people the called? White Walkers. Yeah, the White, the White Walkers. Walkers. That's when they first attack the, the big castle and, uh-huh. you know, you have the dragons oh, fighting yes, in the yes. dark. It's okay. the dark episode yep. that everybody complained that it was too dark mm-hmm. to see. Um, but there's scenes like, um, I'm just thinking of uh, when she's in the, the records room and she's being chased by all Oh, the yeah. Zombies. Are you? Yeah. Yes. That that was an amazing scene. Yeah. yeah I love that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that's that episode. And then the bells is the one when um, Daenerys and the dragon attack... Um, What's what's the King's Landing? King's, King's Landing, Landing mm-hmm. by day yep. and just burn the whole place down and it's mm-hmm. just a so it's like for me a horror at night and yeah. a horror in the day. Yep. I thought those two were just so well designed mm-hmm. and executed. My problem. Let's hear them. My problem <laughs> with Game of Thrones was this season or overall. Well, <clears throat> there's just one problem. Okay, no, there's probably more than one. Yeah, I have a lot of problems from earlier seasons. Oh, sure. the earlier seasons in many ways just, like, blend together. You know, some of the earlier seasons I thought were way less interesting than some of the later ones. There's a lot of, like, talking, and it's fine, it's fine. (laughs) But you had this impending threat from the North. Yeah. For, like, six seasons. Yeah, that's what the whole show started on. And then they show up. In like one episode, and then the guy they walk into the forest under the tree, and Arya comes and kills them, and then they're all gone. Well, because that's the thing; it's the one you just kill the cut the head off. Yes, the snake but thing. they were like for for the entire right. series. It's like the White Walkers; they're going to they come and destroy them. Remember, they tried like having the dragon attach him or ta- attack him and throw spears at him in mm-hmm. other scenes in previous episodes. They just couldn't get to that one dude yeah but once they finally got there that was it once they walked in yeah once the white walker yeah. showed up well that's like comic you... book adventure logic you oh. know you got to beat the one guy and he controls everybody. that's not the piece i thought there was going to be a much 
bigger gotcha. threat from the White Walkers yeah. and then a bigger finale to to get rid of them. Well, the threat I mean, really was power and the threat from within, from ourselves. Oh, God. Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? We build up Danny, this hero. Yep. Everybody's favorite, fan yep. favorite, mm-hmm. but power corrupts absolutely. Absolutely. She did get corrupted. Mm-hmm. The White Walkers were our, I think they were always like kind of your sci-fi foil. But the real mm-hmm. story was always about these characters and their dynamics mm-hmm. and yeah. power. Right. The haves and the have-nots. And that's why Jon Snow was my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Because he grew in his power as time went on. But he always had this mindset of, I'm not that. You know, I don't. I'm not a Daenerys. I'm not going to get to that point where I'm corrupted. He was always so earnest throughout right. the entire series, right. which made him very charming. Yeah. Any other shows you can think of from 2019? Or you want me to Can you pause for a second? Yeah. Okay. Can you give me your phone? Yeah. Because I have the worst memory you possible. you want to look something up on Well, I just, I need to, um, I need to remind myself Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. Well, the other ones I had written down, I was just going to skip our succession. Um, that's on HBO. Yeah. That's a haves and have nots. Yeah. Uh, Undone. Have you seen that on Amazon? Mm-mm. It's pretty cool. That's all what I have. What about the. Um, I watched the Julia Roberts one. Oh, Homecoming. Homecoming. I listen to the podcast, but I haven't watched the show. Okay. All right. Do you want to throw that one out? Well, it, it's. I need to look it up, but um, on IMDb. But like that one, I really liked. Okay. I had okay. no idea what it was going to be like. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's not that far away. You know, like that's something that could, right. that could really happen. Yeah. You know, we'll figure out a way to make that happen. I'm sure we're testing shit on soldiers all the time. Oh my gosh! And there's another season coming. There you go. Okay. All right, so we got homecoming for you. Yeah. Well, you could take what I just said about it and What about it in um later. not Outlander? Uh Outlander season 4 came out this year. Okay. Yes, I'm an Outlander fan. Um, Are we recording? I think we never stopped. <laughs> no. He just cuts yeah. he just yeah, cuts yeah, it yeah. together. <laughs> um yeah, I could talk about Outlander for a long time. Um season 4 came out in tw- 2019. It was a all right. Mm. It was all right. I think as when you are a book reader, so there's a series of books, and as of right now, there's eight books, and two more are going to come out before the series concludes. Yeah. Um, this is covering the fourth book, uh, Drums of Autumn, and it's when they transition from like being Scots, really, to being Americans. Okay. And it's interesting because yeah. they're, you know, they're there before the Revolutionary War and it's about homesteading. It's about starting your your life, your family in um out in the the woods of North Carolina. Yeah. And where it goes from there. So it starts off um it starts off being kind of um you know, the main character Claire is interacting with you know, local Native American women, and they're discovering, you know, some power, you know, some feminine power between them, which mm. is cool. And by the end, you're into, like, more conflict with, um, you know, the, the British 
soldiers okay. and the Amer- you know, rising Americans. Yes. Um, it doesn't fully get to the conflict yet, but it's just starting. So it's interesting. It's just, it just, it just doesn't have the same spark that it had when it was really a romance in the first gotcha. three books. Yeah. And it changes into more of a, um, like a family drama, like a family epic. Gotcha. Um, but the, the the new season is coming out in February okay. twenty twenty. I still have not watched past the first season, which I liked a lot. Yes. And now two and three are on Netflix, so really we need to get Yes, yes. Um, season two is all right. Season three is better. Okay. Right. <laughs> Just sorry okay. to... All right. And what about Homecoming? You so also Homecoming, Homecoming. Yeah, I liked Homecoming. That's Julia Roberts. Um she works for the government. Mm-hmm. This is based on a podcast. This is ba- oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. really? I listened I didn't to know the that. podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so she Julia w- plays. Um, yeah, she works for this organization. Mm-hmm. What's What's she doing? Um, <laughs> she's doing some interviews. Yes, she's interviewing some some returning um, uh, soldiers, yeah. American military. Uh, folks, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very interesting how that there's there's some twists going yeah. on in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing some testing right on these, That's on right. these soldiers. Yeah, and she's uh, yeah about, she's a very conflicted. Yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she is, and it's it's about memory. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, well, I think we'll jump into um, our organizational recap and we'll save favorite films maybe closer to like Oscars or something like that. Yeah. We'll have a lot to talk about around the Oscars time too because by then we'll be talking about our uh, our Oscar party. Our picks. Well, we'll do our picks but then, you know, we'll be talking more about our Oscar party. Yeah. Somebody just uh, messaged us on Facebook today asking if we're having a party. Somebody that's never attended before. Really? But they were really interested because they would drive out from, I think they said like Jamestown or something. Oh, that's exciting. We're looking at changing the format again. Um, We're milling it over. It's a a fundraiser. Yeah. You know, so we are, um, yeah. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's right. So I jotted down some um, highlights from 2019. Mm-hmm. We have a lot what of 2019. What do you want to talk about? Well, 2019 for the Film Society was really interesting because we've actually, um, since 2012, really have achieved what we've been, yeah, like what we set out to do. Yeah. We've achieved that, you know. It was just you, me, Dan, Sloppy. We're the only three. Remainder. From the original days. The the OGs. Yep, the OGs. Well, (laughs) With a lot of great help in between. With a lot of great help in between. Amazing volunteers. Yeah. Well, I mean. All volunteers. We're we're all volunteers. Um, In 2019, we sat down and and did a little strategic planning with a consultant. Um, We decided to invest. Debbie Thompson. Yep, Debbie Thompson from Strategy Solutions. Um, she's really been incredible in helping us Big time. looking at our bylaws, creating a really strong case for support, um, because our transition is, is now to go from all volunteer to we're trying to pay some people to actually do the work. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot more work involved when you're talking about growing a nonprofit organization. It's easy to keep working for free for a long time because yeah. you're passionate about what you do, especially about programming. I'd say that, you know, 
John has really been our program director for a long time, and the potential to expand programming is there. Yeah. But stretching yourself too thin right. <laughs> always is, right. can can be yeah. risky. So we need to grow. We, we need, really need to grow. Mm-hmm. And so anyone that listens to this podcast, and you know, you've been interested in what we talk about and some of the programs that we do, you know, come talk to us if you if you really want to help what we're doing. You know, we. We do still need volunteers. We do still need really strong people that care about helping us grow. Um, and so, you know, contact John or me yes, if you're please. if you're into it. You know, we if you're really into like that startup nonprofit yeah. idea, except that we started up in 2012. Right. Right. But I think we're very proud of what yeah. we've accomplished in yeah. the past seven years. If you want to do some work, get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. If you want to support us, come to our movies. Mm-hmm. Or make, make a, a donation. donation. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll take cash, Absolutely. of course. So um, before we get to some of our film grain stats for the yeah. year, John can can cover that. A few of our interesting um, events that we had. Um, Erie Gives Day, of course, yeah. is a wonderful opportunity for people to contribute and see their um, th- their contributions increase a little bit due mm-hmm. to the nonprofit partnerships Um Donation. So we actually this year raised the mo- the most amount ever. Yeah. Um, we've been participating since what twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Four years. Four years. I yeah. think this was like our fourth year. Yep. Um, Three thousand four hundred ninety-two dollars. Yeah. Awesome. So we're small. Thank you. We are everyone. we are small, but we do have some great supporters, and truly, I mean, I think that our supporting base will continue and. And I hope that um, next year is our highest year as well. Absolutely. Um, and so we other we just had a really cool fundraiser in partnership with Side Project. Yes. Um, Jeff Frotnick and Side Project. What they do is really interesting. They are a um, they're a fiscal sponsor for young activist groups, people who want to get together and do work. But they aren't. They don't have nonprofit status, and uh-huh. it doesn't even really make sense for them to get that. Yeah. So, side project actually is a fiscal sponsor, and then we've got, and then they do, um, you know, legal support, legal help for nonprofits as well. So That's we awesome. we worked with them and um, worked with uh, the Q Abides and Erie Aleworks, and we screened. Uh, the Big Lebowski. And this is an event yeah. that we've been wanting to do for a while, or, or at least I have. And it was really, really fun to get together with some other Big Lebowski fans. And um, yeah, it was a fun little, um, it's called Tailgate. And uh, they do it once or twice a year. I think we've talked about working with them again. Yes. In the in the summer. Awesome partners. So that was really fun. Um, a Nightmare on State Street was our Halloween party, which right. is a blast. It was really, really fun to watch, like, Michael Myers and <laughs> these other guys do the Cupid Shuffle. It right. was It was actually, it was funny and scary at the same yes. time. <laughs> There's a great video on our uh, mm-hmm. Facebook page mm-hmm. you should check out. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. Yeah. And I think that the beer pong was a really big hit. Yeah, good People call. People love the beer good pong. Good call on the beer pong. Yeah, so... Um, so that was really fun, and of course we hoped that, we hope that that event you know grows every yeah. year as well. And we had our first um, proposal ever <gasps> in an right. event. That's right. That's right. At a nightmare. On a man, a man got down on his knee. A Batman. A Batman <laughs> got down on his knee and proposed and to pro- Harley Quinn. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was it was a beautiful moment. It really was. So congratulations. Or no, or was she she was Catwoman this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. sorry. She's been <laughs> she's been Harley Quinn. We've grown. We've like. These kids have grown up with us. Yes, so it they was, have. It was very touching. It was very touching. Yeah. You know, we see them every year at this event. Yeah. and Jared. It was really special. Jared and Olivia. So congratulations, Jared and Olivia. <laughs> awesome. Um, and what else did, what else happened? Our attendance went up this year for Film Grain Dinner and a Movie, which is great. Um, we had a Q&A with Phil Tippett, the legendary Phil Tippett. Um, and one thing I'm really proud of is we had, uh, we hosted five, four or five local productions, um, mm -hmm. with Q and A's as mm -hmm. well, Yeah, which we, we will always do and yep. we'll do more of. So mm -hmm. if you are a, it's harder with feature length, mm -hmm. but, um, with shorts, if you have a new short mm -hmm. and you are a filmmaker based in Erie. Get a hold of us and we'll find a good date mm -hmm. in our program. No yeah. charge. We just want people to uh, see your work. Yeah. And we really made a commitment in 2019 to, as part of our mission to support local filmmakers. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of potential for um, how we can do that a little bit more. You know, we'll, we'll probably be making some announcements in 2020 about how we can do that. So... Uh, come, you know, we, we're, we're open, you know, yeah. if you're a filmmaker in Northwest PA, you know, come talk to us, you know, like we, we can't support unless we know what the needs are. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel really proud that over the past, um, five or so years, we've worked on building an infrastructure, which is a huge piece of supporting filmmakers in our, in our community. Yes. I mean, we're starting to build the infrastructure that will support them and will attract outside filmmakers to come to our state yes um, because they will of, also need to employ people they will need to well. employ people so how can we you know this is a this is a question that we ask ourselves and we're we're building an answer and we're building a case because we need investment to do that but how can we attract people how can we educate a local um, a local contingent of people who can get hired to work on a film yeah you know, like if I was a filmmaker, I'm going to go where I can hire people because I don't have to pay their living expenses, right. you know, and, and fly I can, them out and fly them from L.A. and yeah. do all of that. We need a local infrastructure um, and that includes human resources. Yeah. So if you want to be a human resource, not necessarily be a filmmaker, you know, maybe you're not writing a film right. or directing a film. Well, what if you want to just work on a film? There, There's tons yeah. of opportunities are you a carpenter are you an electrician mm -hmm. yeah another like start out as a pa right most people do who work yeah. in in the film industry behind the scenes start out as a production assistant and go from there yep. meet people pick up you know cables pick up lights you know support camera operators you know there's a lot that you can learn but the more the more people that come forward and say you know i'm available to work yeah you know that helps a filmmaker come here. For and of sure. course, the tax credit is a big incentive for filmmakers to come to Pennsylvania in general. Absolutely. But Erie can have a piece of that pie. Absolutely. Well, that's a good lead into looking ahead to 2020 in the future, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, so I, I had just noted taking our strategic plan and we're starting to meet mm -hmm. um, with key 
mm-hmm. people in the area, mm-hmm. organizations, potential yeah. partners. Right. I mean, the the economic development story exists. Yeah. You can see it in other cities that are similar size as Erie. Um, that an industry can be built, but an industry doesn't get built without investment and in infrastructure. We we um, are lucky that um, you know Garner Economics. Um, from, I believe, in Atlanta, they did a really in-depth study with the Erie Chamber Regional Growth Partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the areas of opportunity in our region? And under this idea of digital, like, you know, digital work and gaming is the motion picture industry. Yeah. It's an area that can grow in Erie. And there's a belief that that at a high level, yeah. at an economic development level, that that is the case. So that is our responsibility now sure. to to do that work, to prove that. Yeah, indeed. What are some of your wish list items in 2020 that you would like to see happen? Well, probably the biggest one is to um, re- build a really solid board of directors that believe in our mission Mm -hmm. and believe in their role in the community to help us raise money. Yeah. I mean, that's where we're at. That's where we are. You know, (laughs) we, we've gotten to the point where there's so much time and effort and the potential for tapping into our local economy and really being a part of that. It requires paid staff. So truly that is where we are. We're at a major fundraising stage. Um, and so, you know, we, we really have not been a, hey, here's our case. People who follow us, donate. You yeah, know, just never. donate. We, we just do it. We We've just, just do always it. done it. We've <laughs> always just done it with events. Without stopping to yeah. raise money. Right. We, we've done events that raise money. We participate in Erie Gives Day. That's probably, yeah. um, you know, that's where we get our donations is through Erie Gives yeah. Day. But we want to start asking for more money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. again, if you, you know, if you believe in what we're doing, we're now's the time. Now's the time because we we really need that. And I hate to say that oh, well we're raising money to pay people, but um, you can't build a nonprofit or any company yeah. without having people who dedicate their time and energy and can make a living yeah. doing it. Um, because this is the side hustle for everybody, everybody, you know, that, that works for us, you know, for our entire staff, if you, if you will. Yeah. There, this is in addition to, to their jobs. And, um. Yeah. If you've met us, if you've, you know, felt our passion, if you've attended our events Mm -hmm. and you love what we're doing, Mm -hmm. now is when we need your help to Mm -hmm. help us make it even better. Yeah. Like. The way it should be. Right. And there are wonderful arts organizations in Erie. I think we have a really strong case for being an arts organization and an economic driver. Yeah. Jobs. Jobs. There's the potential for jobs. Yeah. And we're really proud of that, but it's a potential at this point. Right. We haven't been able to prove that yet. That's what we're working on. 2020. That's That's right. Other things in my wish list was, um, this is probably relating to getting an educational person, but I'd like to see more educational programming. Mm -hmm. Um, Things you were talking about as far as 
professionals that are here or um, people looking to mm -hmm. break into the industry, mm -hmm. um, building that foundation, that yeah. infrastructure of support. Yeah. Um, and part of that is, you know, John's a teaching artist. You know, that's how we in many ways refer to him as in terms of being out in the community doing that. Mm -hmm. There's young people, you know, there's a potential right there. If you're growing up in Erie, a lot of messages that you're going to get from other people, like adults, yeah. if you want to achieve that, you have to leave. Right. That there's, I mean, everybody hears yeah. that. If you have any interest in filmmaking at all, you're never going to be able to do that right. in Erie. Look at the kids, um, the kids, our students. Students. Uh, our teen filmmakers mm -hmm. just from this past weekend. Yeah. Working through Erie. Um, Center for Arts and Technology, mm -hmm. when they were asked, you know, will they keep, are they interested now in film more? I, I loved, you know, we didn't prime them with any answers, but mm -hmm. it was great to hear, like, I just got my first camera or I'm writing, you know, mm -hmm. something right now. And like, they're really, yeah. the spark is there. Yeah. Now. And, and the education opportunities in higher education in our community right. are there as well. And always have been. And always have been. But we always like you get your degree, and then it's like, okay, you gotta you gotta leave now. Mm -hmm. Same as what you were just talking about. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if you know we were we had a tighter relationship so that we could start getting more internships and mm -hmm. you know just yeah. start feeding them into an yeah. eerie industry, an eerie industry, and yeah. to kind of prove wrong this idea that you can have a life in Erie, in the arts, you know, yeah. in filmmaking, you can, we want to be able to, again, prove that out. Yeah. Stay, go to Penn State, go to Edinburgh. You, you can get the education right. that you need. And we, as a nonprofit, can give you practical experience yeah. alongside of, of your um, academic. Yeah. And then stay here and make, make some art. Yep. Cool. Uh, well, I think that was a great recap mm -hmm. and look ahead. Yeah. I'm excited about the future. Yeah. We all are. Fantastic. Yep. So, guys, that's been our episode. Our um, last episode of 2019. I know. Or season one. Season one of the podcast. How many have we done? 35 this is, is today. This is our 35th podcast. We absolutely will continue podcasting starting back up in January. So if you haven't subscribed yet, come on. You'll get your <laughs> you'll get your notification. Come on, Britain. Come on. <laughs> it's time. Hey, we also, you know, we had looked into a lot of, you know, there's a lot of podcasts in Erie. You have mm -hmm. a lot of local people doing podcasts. That's yeah. great. Fantastic. Find them. Subscribe to them as well. Yes. You know, we, we're we part of a, a, a bigger ecosystem of local podcasts, and we're really excited to be that film podcast. Yeah. Um, and we do want to have a lot more local guests in 2020 as yes. well. So send us Next your week, recommendations. Send us your recommendations too. Yeah, we'll plug you. Hell yeah. We'll absolutely plug it. So you have to buy your tickets for Moonstruck next week. I've been plugging it every single week at Film Grain for the past month and a half because I will be I will be there um, watching, kind of teary eyed, <laughs> uh, but 
I'm I'm not gonna tell anybody that it is a it is a bit of a tearjerker. Um, <laughs> so our 2020 programming, you can find all that information on our website, filmsocietynwpa.org. You can always buy at the door the day of the event. We don't recommend that because we want you to be able to get the seat you want mm -hmm. and ensure that you're going to get a ticket. But if things open up last minute, yeah, no problem. Please come. Yeah, we can. Up. We almost always can accommodate. Yeah. Even if we've got a sellout, we can almost always accommodate we'll someone. In some We'll somewhere. Um, so we'll return, but we will return in January 2020 for our second season. Make sure you're following us on social media and you'll find all the tags and links in our show notes for this episode. Until next time, this was Film Grain. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This podcast is produced by Edinburgh University Center for Branding and Strategic Communication. It's part of the Northwest Pennsylvania Innovation Beehive Network. Thank you, Beehive. Thanks, Beehive.